What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. It's the Week 14 pregame preview. We're going to break down everything you need to know going into the Packers' Sunday night matchup against the Chicago Bears, the second and final matchup between the Packers and the hated Chicago Bears this season. So much to get into. We're going to go over the key matchups, keys to victory. And, of course, there will be yet another affluent edition of Chris's Corner. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss any of it. You're listening to The Weekly Cheese. Must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a ham. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I'm your host, Joe Ivan. And obviously, we had to switch it up a little for the intro song to this pregame preview because, hey, it's the Bears week and we have to play. The great song, The Bears Still Suck. It's a must to get everyone out there in the mood to watch the Packers destroy the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers claimed in week six that he owns the Bears and he has always owned the Bears and he still owns the Bears. Hey, that is true and he will own them once again on Sunday Night Football. Got a lot to get into this week. I mean, before... The end of the show, obviously, we got Chris here in studio. He'll be bringing you the Chris's Corner segment that he brings to you every pregame preview. Um, but let's get into this game. Big matchup coming off the bye for the Packers. You got the Bears, the second meeting between the two this season. Obviously, the Packers won handily in week six. Aaron rushed it in, said he owned the whole nine. All week you've heard about how Aaron – Needs to back up his his talk. And do you think Aaron Rodgers will back up what he said? Yeah, of course he'll back it up. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's the Chicago Bears. We know what's going to happen. Um, obviously, the Packers were on a bye this past week. Luckily, um, the Packers needed the bye. They needed to heal up. Guys needed to get healthy. And, uh, yeah, we were hoping that once the bye ended, that the injury situation that we've been dealing with all season long, the Packers have been just plagued with injuries this season. And I know as a fan base, we've just been waiting and waiting for things to turn around and our guys to make it back into the lineup. And as far as the injury situation goes, it's one step forward and unfortunately two steps back coming off the bye uh, Jair Alexander, he returned to practice this week. Great news. Um, and although the chance is very slim that he'll he's going to be playing Sunday, in fact, 
I think there's no chance at all he's on the field against the Bears on Sunday. It's great to see him back at practice, and it's just awesome to know that his return is sometime soon. Uh, but unfortunately, the Packers will be without Randall Cobb for at least the remainder of the regular season. During the bye week, he got core muscle surgery to fix the injury he suffered against the Rams in Week 12. Um, and it's just a bummer. It really is a bummer. Randall Cobb has come back to the team this season, and he has been nothing short of productive. Not only is he the most consistent third-down target for Aaron Rodgers this year, but he is tied with Devontae Adams with five receiving touchdowns on the season. And he's been a key contributor in this offense. So the fact that he's gone for the remainder of the regular season is a huge loss. And it just means it's time for someone to step up and fill in his place. Perhaps it's the third-round draft pick, Amari Rodgers. Obviously, Equiminia St. Brown has been playing great football this season. So someone's got to step up in his absence. The typical rec recovery time for the surgery that he had to go through is four to eight weeks. And if you remember back to last season, Alan Lazard missed seven weeks with the same injury. Um, so chances are Randall Cobb's going to be out somewhere between six to eight weeks, which is good news and reason to hold out hope that he will be back for the playoff push. Uh, the first round of the NFL playoffs will mark six weeks from the time Randall got the surgery. And, yeah, the Packers are hopeful that he will return in time for the playoff push. And we all have to hope he will, too. And until then, it's time for someone to step up. Like we've been saying all year here on the Weekly Cheese, this Packers team exemplifies what is the next man up mentality. Uh, whether it's Yash, Lucas Patrick, Tipa. Any one of these guys that had to come in due to injury and play legit snaps, uh, everyone who's been called upon to do so has stepped up and, and played well. So I expect nothing but the same in terms of the wide receiver group and Randall Cobb being out for a number of weeks here. It's just a shame because, again, it's one step forward, two steps back in terms of injuries with this Packers team this year. and. It's tough, man, and for Randall, it's extremely tough because part of the big knock on Randall Cobb was his inability to remain healthy and make it through a season the last couple of years, and him going down for an extended period of time here, I feel the worst for him. Uh, it's just a tough situation, but I know he'll handle it. He's going to do everything he can to recover fast, and I have no doubt he will be back for the stretch run. And in, and in the meantime, there is work to be done starting tomorrow night against the Chicago Bears. So let's just go through the, the keys to victory uh, as well as the key matchups to watch. Uh, and as always, uh, with every single Packer game and football game in general, it starts up front and in the trenches. Offensively, the Packers' offensive line needs to continue to play as they have been all season long, uh, which I would describe as gritty in the face of adversity. David Bakhtiari has been ruled out again, so Yash will be starting at left tackle, 
And, yeah, Elton Jenkins isn't there. He, he's done for the year. So the five that will be out there on Sunday night is Yash, left tackle, John Runyon Jr., left guard, Lucas Patrick, center, Royce Newman, right guard, and Billy Turner at the right tackle. The same five that suited up to take on Aaron Donald and the L.A. Rams. Same five. And fortunately for the Packers, Khalil Mack is injured. He's been ruled out for the season. Uh, but Yash is still going to have his hands full taking on Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn is a, is a former All-Pro, and this season he has 11 sacks. He, he's playing great. So Yash is going to have to come ready to play, and he's going to have his hands full with Robert Quinn. So definitely keep your eyes on that left tackle position, the battle going on there between Yash Nyman and Robert Quinn, because that's one that the Packers must win that matchup. And, and on the interior, the trio, as I like to call them, of Runyon, Patrick, and Newman, they're going to have their hands full as well because Akeem Hicks, I mean, as we all know as Packer fans, Akeem Hicks, he's been wreaking havoc on the interior of that Bears defensive line for years now. Uh, I'm always afraid to match up against Akeem Hicks. I respect that man's game immensely. Uh, and with that being said, he is he seems to be sad and angry coming into Lambeau Field on Sunday in what might be his final time taking part in this historic rivalry as a Chicago Bear. All signs are pointing to Akeem Hicks being out of Chicago after this season. It's his last year on contract, and he's been speaking recently about how he's upset that he, he's basically looking at his final games as a Chicago Bear. I believe I saw a quote from him saying that something along the lines of he no one has given more to the Bears than he has over the past several years. And, hey, he definitely has a solid argument on his hands there. But the interior trio, they're going to have to handle a passionate Akeem Hicks taking on the Packers for what he believes to be his final time. And you know he's going to want to get his hands on Aaron Rodgers a couple times if it is, in fact, his last time suiting up for the Bears in this rivalry. So the offensive line has their work cut out for them. And as we all know, protecting Aaron Rodgers is the most important aspect of the game every single game. Um, and if he's comfortable in the pocket on Sunday, the passing game will go. I will tell you that. It will go. Uh, but the real key on Sunday in terms of the offense is going to come on the ground. The Bears, they're the worst team in the NFL defending the run. Uh, one of the worst, I should say. They're not exactly dead last, but they're in the bottom five, uh, giving up over 120 rushing yards per game. Um, and despite the fact that the Packers' run blocking has been an issue this year with the young and inexperienced offensive line they've they've had out there, the Packers are still averaging nearly 107 rushing yards per game. And I view Sunday as a chance for the offensive line to gain some mojo in terms of blocking for the run. Bears defense has had issues stopping nosebleeds this season, uh, so I don't expect them to have an easy time trying to stop Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, and I really do believe that the offensive line is going to have their best game of the season in terms of blocking for the run. Uh, so with that being said, I'm expecting a productive day from both the backs, both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, are going to eat on Sunday night, 
And the Packers are going to dominate the time of possession once again. I really do believe so. Overall, this season, I believe the Packers are averaging six more minutes of time of possession this season than their opponents. But there's been a couple times this year against Seattle and even against the Rams a couple weeks ago where the Packers, they're just dominating time of possession. And when they do that, they're they're unbeatable. So I'm expecting that to be the game plan for LaFleur and the offense tomorrow. Uh, start by just establishing the run, dominating the Bears on the ground, and then just allowing Aaron to pick apart the secondary once they're tired and beaten by our dynamic backfield. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, the Packers' front seven needs to come ready and, and stop the run. Um, you know how I feel. These football games, it's one in the trenches, and the Packers need to stop the run early. The Bears' offense has been pretty horrible this season in every single facet, but their offense is highlighted by their phenomenal running back, David Montgomery. Uh, he's not been the healthiest this season, but he's coming off his best game of the year last week against the Cardinals. I believe he had like 160 yards from the line of scrimmage. Um, fortunately for the Packers, Devondre Campbell is active for Sunday. He's returning from the COVID list just in time for the game. And what could be said about Devondre Campbell? He, he's the single greatest contributor to this Packers improved run defense this year. I mean, for the past... I don't even know how long, five years maybe, the biggest headache that the Packers would give me was all due to the fact that they had trouble stopping the run. Notorious bad run defense the Green Bay Packers have had. Um, but this year it's different. They're the eighth overall run defense in the league, which is astounding. And I think Devondre Campbell deserves all, if not all, most of the credit for this. He's playing absolutely phenomenal football. And it can be proven by his second overall middle linebacker ranking on pro football focus. The guy is just playing out of his mind this season, and he's a huge reason for this defense improvement. The, the Packers' defense has improved astronomically this season in all the areas in which we've been begging for them to improve. And having an eighth overall run defense is proof of that. Uh, and last time the Packers took on the Bears, Devontae Campbell played good. He, he led the team with six tackles. Um, but with that being said, they allowed backup running back Khalil Herbert to rush for 97 yards in just 19 attempts. So I'm expecting an even better game from Devontae Campbell this time around. And if the Packers are able to shut down David Montgomery and the Bears' rushing attack, it'll force Justin Fields to have to play quarterback and throw the ball down the field. And when that happens, turnover opportunities are going to open up on the back end, and the Packers' pass rush is going to be able to just hound Justin Fields. The Bears have given up the second-most sacks in the NFL this year, 40 of them. Uh, and as a result, their quarterbacks, Fields and Dalton combined, have thrown 14 interceptions. I believe Fields has been sacked 31 times and thrown eight interceptions, and I believe Dalton has been sacked nine times and has thrown six interceptions so the moral of the story is shutting down the run allows the pass rush to get after it there's obvious opportunities to sack the quarterback against this Bears team and once Justin Fields is under pressure he's making bad decisions and the Packers secondary is going to have 
an opportunity to make big plays. As, as far, far as, as the Packers' pass rush goes, obviously on the interior, Kenny Clark. Uh, the key matchup to watch for there is Kenny Clark. Every time he's lined up across from the Bears' left guard, Cody Whitehair. Uh, Kenny Clark has really just been a quarterback's nightmare this season. He has 47 total pressures coming from the interior of that Packers defensive line. And in the first meeting this season between between the Packers and the Bears, Kenny was absolutely dominant. Uh, he had six pressures and two sacks against Whitehair alone against the Bears in Week 6. And in my opinion, there's absolutely no reason to believe this time around is going to be any easier for Cody Whitehair. If anything, it's just going to be harder because Kenny Clark is now aware of how weak and inferior Cody Whitehair is compared to him. So look at Kenny Clark all game long, just dominating on the interior of that defensive line and just gaining major push from the inside. And coming off the edge, obviously we got Preston Smith, but more Significantly, we have Rashawn Gary, and I am expecting a huge day from Rashawn Gary as he's going to be matching up against the Bears' backup right tackle, Larry Borum. Larry Borum is going to have quite a long night blocking Rashawn Gary, who is one of the NFL's premier pass rushers. He's got 50 pressures this season, seven sacks, and against the Bears' week six, he had seven pressures alone. So look at Rashawn Gary, look for Kenny Clark as both of these gentlemen are going to be wreaking havoc when getting after Justin Fields. They're going to make Justin Fields' night one he will never forget. Let's just put it that way. And not to mention, I, I don't want to harp on this point too much due to the fact that it is simply just speculation. And at this point, I don't believe anyone truly knows what's going to be happening with the guy. But maybe, perhaps, there is the slightest chance ever that we will see Zadarius Smith out there on Sunday. Um, Zadarius Smith, as far as I'm concerned, is getting ready to come back. And as far as I know, is, is getting ready to come back. Um, there's been no official report on what's been going on with him or anything like that. But let's just say... Starting this week and every week from now on, there is a chance that Z will be back out there on the field. And all I'll say about that is that would be absolutely crazy. As soon as Darius Smith gets back, this pass rush is going to take itself to a level that we've only been dreaming of. The level we thought it would be at as we envisioned what this Packers team was going to look like coming into the year. Um, and hey, who knows? Perhaps we'll be surprised with Zadarius on Sunday night. But the ultimate point I'm trying to make here is that if the Packers can get after Justin Fields, make him uncomfortable, they will be able to get sacks, ruin drives, and there will be ample opportunities for the guys in the secondary to make plays. The matchup I'm sure we're all most excited to watch in the secondary is Eric Stokes versus Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's returning this week after missing the last three games with a hamstring injury, and I'm sure he's glad that he will not be facing off against Jair Alexander this week. Uh, and instead, it will be up to Eric Stokes to take on yet another 
legit number one receiver. He did match up against Allen Robinson a handful of times in week six, but he was not guarding him primarily. Um, but I believe he will be on Sunday, and I'm sure it's a matchup that the Bears are going to have to target. I mean, or want to target, should I say. But Stokes has proven himself as a legit starter in the NFL to start his rookie year. Uh, he's taken over 98% of the defensive snaps since Jair Alexander went down in Week 3. And since then, he's been targeted more than any other rookie defensive back in the NFL. And just in the last two weeks alone, he's been targeted 16 times, which uh, I don't know if it's an indicator that of teams seeing something on film they think they could exploit, or if it's just the guy he's guarding is most of the time the most open man. I don't know what it is, but it seems as if teams are trying to target Stokes over the last couple weeks. And with Allen Robinson returning, him being the Bears' number one receiver, my eyes are on Eric Stokes. The guy's got to have a big game. Uh, but it's impressive to me, and, and a lot of credit goes to Eric Stokes and, of course, Coach Gray and Coach Barry for getting this young DB ready, but targeted more than any other rookie defensive back in the league. He's allowed only a 51% completion percentage, which isn't horrible, and, he, and he's got seven pass breakups on the year. So Eric Stokes has shown promise. He's getting better every single week, and he has another chance to prove himself on a primetime stage, Sunday Night Football, against a stud receiver in Allen Robinson. And that's definitely a matchup that I'm going to have my eyes on and the most intriguing matchup of the day in terms of the Packers' secondary. Um, but it's extremely important that the Packers continue to win the turnover battle. And on Sunday night against the Bears, I believe they will win the turnover battle. The Packers have a plus-nine turnover ratio this season. They have the fewest turnovers in the NFL, just 10. And their defense has 18 takeaways on the year. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, are basically in the exact opposite boat. The Bears have a whopping 19 turnovers on the offensive side of the football, and their defense has a measly 11 takeaways. So, Pretty much just exact opposite numbers for the Packers and the Bears in terms of the turnover ratio. The Packers are undefeated at home this year when winning the turnover battle. And I expect that to continue on Sunday as the Packers dominate the Bears once again. And that really should do it for this pregame preview. And I really could not be more excited to watch the Packers football on Sunday night. But obviously, before we get out of here, we got to send it over to the corner, Chris's corner, that is, where Chris is going to bring you his locks of the week. Without further ado, I present you this week's edition of Chris's Corner. Hello, Cheeseheads. Joe, thank you for the comprehensive in you know preview before the game i hope everybody's returning from hibernation happy and healthy two weeks ago i left you guys with four winners so let's do the same thing this time around i have a few extra picks this week due to the, some big games on the card especially later in the day and on monday but let's start it off with the washington football team over the cowboys 
The football team has been willing themselves to victory somehow week by week, and I think they'll do the same on Sunday. If they lose this week, it's going to be a crushing blow, and it's just going to add to the Cowboys' divisional lead. And if they can win, it'll really change the way their season is looking forward, basically. Washington football team over Dallas. Next, we got the Bills over Tampa in Tampa. It's tough to go down and play against Tampa in Raymond James Stadium, but the Bills didn't play a terrible game against the Pats. The weather had a lot to do with it, I would say, but I think this will be a get-right game for the Bills and just change the whole narrative around them right now. I think they're a good team. Uh, this one's quick and easy, but uh, the Bengals over the Niners. This is just straight-up biased and eye test, but the Bengals are one of the AFC teams that are heating up, and they're fighting for a playoff spot, so I think they're just going to roll the Niners. And last but not least, Monday night's game. I think the Cardinals are due for a loss, and I think the Rams are looking for a statement win. It's two young, savvy coaches that will be going up against each other, and I just think McVay will make less mistakes. So the Rams will come out on top over the Cardinals. They also like win every time they go to Arizona. I don't remember the exact stat, but I don't think they've lost much in Arizona under McVay for what that's worth. And last but not least, I just say this isn't a pick because... The Packers are going to beat the Bears, no question. But I think the Packers will beat the Bears 35-13 with at least two interceptions. Or two turnovers, but I think they'll pick Justin Fields off twice. Cheeseheads, have a good weekend of football, and talk to you next week. All right, you guys heard it there. Thank you, Chris, for the locks of the week. Chris's corner is always a fan favorite here on the pregame previews. But I like what he said, uh, specifically that first bit there about Washington over the Cowboys. Because um, I'll just say this. Ultimately, right now, the Packers, they're a 12-point, 12 12-and-a-half-point 12 favorite. And they are for a reason. Uh, they're simply a better team than Chicago. Um, however, some would say that Dallas is clearly a better team over the Washington football team. Some will say that, um, and some being Mike McCarthy. Uh, and fortunately for us, the Packers, they're not run by Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't know if you everyone heard, but this past week, Mike McCarthy guaranteed a victory, something that is not smart to do in the National Football League. But luckily, the Packers, they're not run by Mike McCarthy. And Coach LaFleur has not, will not, and is not guaranteeing any victories. And the squad, they're not under the impression that a victory is guaranteed on Sunday night. They're going to be ready and playing as if they are underdogs. I mean, this is the Packers-Bears rivalry after all. Anything can happen in the Packers-Bears rivalry. And the Packers, they're not taking this matchup lightly. And they're not going in saying, hey, we're going to win. No. They respect the Bears, they respect what they bring to the table, and they're getting ready to win a hard-fought football game. But with that being said, I'm not Coach LaFleur. I am Joe Ivan, the host of the Weekly Cheese, and I'm telling you right now that the Packers, they're not just going to win, but they're going to cover the offense. They're going to cover the 12.5-point spread. The offense, they're going to get going. The offensive line is going to continue to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. The offense is going to come out sharp after the bye and improve in the areas in which they've lacked this season, particularly on third down. 
and in the red zone. On the defensive side of the ball, they're going to continue to prove to everyone that they are truly a top five defensive unit in the National Football League. Kenny and Rashawn and Preston, they're going to be wreaking havoc on Justin Fields all day. The secondary is going to be playing tight coverage, capitalizing on the opportunities they are given to make a play. Devondre is going to hold things down. The defense is going to continue to prove that they're the real deal. And ultimately, I believe the Packers will come away with the victory. 34-17. to Very, very close to what Chris believes. 35-14. to But I believe it will be 34-17. The Packers route the Chicago Bears at home. That's going to do it for this week's pregame preview. If you liked the preview, feel free. Like and subscribe below. You know, catch the Weekly Cheese on all the social medias. Hey, the TikTok is blowing up almost at the 300 follower mark on the TikTok. But yeah, hey, I'll talk to you all next week after the Packers destroy the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. Until then, as always, remember, the Cheese stands alone. And go Pack Go, everyone. Talk to you next week. Drive to Soldier Field, they make you pay a toll. For cripes sake, they only won one lousy Super Bowl. They make fun of Wisconsin, but we don't get upset. Where do you think that they're all headed every chance they get? We don't really hold a grudge, cause this is all in fun. As far as football rivalries, we're both number one. Still, we wouldn't mind seeing Ditka run over by a truck, cause the Bears still suck. The bears still suck, the bears still suck, the bears still suck, the bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck. All the ladies now. Stop.